Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It's time for Lickin' On Lending. Welcome, everybody. Good to have you with us. Welcome to Lickin' On Lending, a weekly mortgage market update providing up-to-the-minute information on interest rates, loan programs, and hot industry news, all related to the mortgage industry. Brought to you by Transformational Mortgage Solutions. To participate in today's program, our guest call-in line is 646-716-4972. Now here's your host of Lickin' on Lending, David Lickin'. Let's begin. Welcome, everybody. It's Monday, February 24th, 2020. Hard to believe that we're cruising through this year so quickly. This podcast is created by mortgage professionals. It is for mortgage professionals. We're so grateful to have you as our listener. Again, our commitment is to bring you timely information in an audio format that you can listen to anytime and anywhere. And we've got some good content for you today in the Hot Topic segment. We've got Daniel Smith, SVP of Government Relations for Compliances, one of the nation's leading providers of risk management to the financial services industry. And then Dan also chairs the annual Risk and Compliance Summit. And during his time with the company, he's fostered collaborative relationships with some of the largest largest lenders, and we've got a couple of them on the podcast. Good to hear Faith Schwartz voice again, and also Laura will be joining us. We're going to be talking about some of the content at this conference, so stay tuned to the Hot Topic segment later on. I want to say a big thank you to the Industry Syndicate. Thrilled to be a part of them, industrysyndicate.com. Got all the podcasts for all of us. We started this trend years ago, over 10 years ago, and now there's everybody's jumping on it. So glad to see it. So uh, industrysyndicate.com, we're a part of it. Check it out, as well as all the other podcasts. This week's listener shout-out really goes to so many people that have reached out to me as a result of last week's Certified Mortgage Banker CMB Society podcast that we did. And I cannot believe the response it has been. Again, you have not listened to last week's podcast. Go through it. I let some of the ghosts out of my closet. The fact that I struggle with some dyslexia, which is why I started this podcast at the beginning. I wanted to audibly listen to what's going on in the industry rather than have to read about it all the time. But it's that kind of thing that's kept me out from going and getting my CMB. So we had on Madeline Johnson and Amber Lawrence and, of course, Bob Brooksbitt. They did a great job, and in the midst of the podcast, I impulsively signed up for the CMB program. I'm going to go through it. I'm going to get it. So it's called the Senior Citizens Program, I think, is the one I'm going with. They come up with a new acronym for CMB, Certified Mortgage Banker. May have come up with something else on that one. Anyway, some other shout-outs. Seth Sprague reached out to me. says, Dave, I'll be heading up the CMB Society. I'd be thrilled to, he's got a little bit of a hill to climb to get it done by uh, October, but uh, he said he is going to be honored to hand me the CMB pin, pin it on me. Also want to say a special kudos out to Greg Block of Open Mortgage. He's a regular listener. Greg, I know you're listening live. Thank you so much, as well as Mac Childs, as well as Dana Abernathy and Lloyd Larson. You guys are so good. I appreciate all the shout-outs. And this is, I mean, there's literally 
hundreds of people, thousands of people that listen to it, hundreds of thousands. So anyway, let's get into some great content. We're thrilled to have the sponsors that we do. Black Knight is one of those sponsors. And Mitch Cohen, Director of Public Relations and Marketing Communications at Black Knight, sent this. January continued to improve upon December's strong reduction in the national delinquency, which fell more than 5% for the month to hit the lowest level since Black Knight began tracking delinquencies back in 2000. In fact, January's 14% year-over-year decline is the strongest in more than 12 months as rate improvement has been picking up speed in recent months. So it's obviously contributing to rates, lower rates are contributing to it. The total number of non-current loans, anything 30 or more days past due or are in active foreclosure has fallen below 2 million for the first time since 2005. So now it's the lowest it's been since March of that year. So 2005, that's great news. Mitch, thank you so much. And thank you to all the folks there at Black Knight who make such a contribution to our industry and they're sponsors of our podcast, as well as the Mortgage Bankers Association of America. And they are like family with us. And uh, Black Knight, and we already talked about them, Open Mortgage, leading buyer of the reverse mortgages and the home of some top LOs, as well as Finastra, whose Fusion Mortgage Bot Solution automatically addresses compliance issues, delivering enhanced borrower satisfaction and increased productivity. We're also members with two of the co-ops, Lenders One and the Mortgage Collaborative. Both of these co-ops create competitive advantages for both lenders and vendor members. Check it out. Also, the CMLA, which is the Community Mortgage Lenders of America. Glad to be a part of that association, as well as Indicom. You'll be hearing more about Indicom soon as we'll be lining up things with having them on the podcast. They're our newest sponsor. Great to have them as well as Ainsworth Advisors. Check out AinsworthAdvisors.com, as well as Knowledge Coop. Love my friends Ken Perry and the team over there, Mobility RE, and Incelerate. That is our newest sponsor. There are more and more people coming on and sponsoring. Josh at Incelerate, I can't wait to have him come on. Incelerate helps lenders close more loans through better borrower engagement. What he has done, I love this guy, what some of the stuff he does. Another lender that's out there that's a member, uh, that's a sponsor is Celebrity Home Loans, Dave Robnett and the team. Appreciate them, as well as Velma Vidyard and VendorSurf. Check out VendorSurf, great way to find new vendors, as well as AI Assist, great artificial intelligence tool. And of course, a special thank you goes out to Alice, Andy, Alan, and Joe for their contributions each and every week to make this podcast such a success. Let's get over to Rob Van Rapphorst with this week's MBA Mortgage Minute. Rob? Hi, I'm Rob Van Rapphorst. Welcome to the Mortgage Minute and the latest news from the Mortgage Bankers Association. Last week, President Trump announced he will nominate Dana Wade to replace Brian Montgomery as head of FHA. Montgomery has been serving two roles since his elevation to acting deputy secretary of HUD last year. NBA president and CEO Bob Brooksmith issued a press statement commending the announcement. In related news last week, MBA also submitted a letter to Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell and Democratic Leader Chuck Schumer in support of Brian Montgomery to be Deputy Secretary of HUD and urged the full Senate to confirm him as quickly as possible. If confirmed, Montgomery will manage the day-to-day operations of the agency and will advise and assist, and assist the Secretary in leading the department's nearly 8,000 employees. And finally, last week, Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac published a joint solicitation for applications 
from prospective credit score model developers. This was done in accordance with the approval of credit score models rule. The GSEs will accept applications through September 15, 2020, and this process, along with the necessary industry implementation period, could take several years. That's it for this week. Thanks for joining us. Good job, Rob. Always fun to run into him at these conferences. Become a part of the MBA. If you're not, I encourage you to become a member. And then also, if you don't see the value of that, don't know why you wouldn't see the value of becoming part of that, at least join up for the Mortgage Action Alliance. It's a great way for you to have your voice heard on the Hill. It's something you do not have to be a member of the MBA. Again, you should be, but you don't have to be to be a part of the Mortgage Action Alliance. Kudos to the MBA and all that they do. I loved the IMB conference. It was really good this year. There's just so much content. I got to sit next to Faith Schwartz. It was always just so much fun. At one of the sessions, uh, we were listening to uh, Mike Frattentoni talk about some of the statistics. And it just, there's so much there. Go back and listen to the last couple of podcasts we had recently where we had some of the members of the NBA talking about the latest statistics. I'm a little distracted because I've got a lot of text messages coming in. And uh, so I got a lot of people really enjoyed last week's podcast. Thank you. Appreciate it. Uh, Les Parker here. Well, let's go it over to Les Parker's segment with the TM Spotlight. And this week's macro view of the markets. Les? TM Spotlight Soundbites is brought to you by Ainsworth Advisors. Stock's been China, it's been the EU must go back to school. Stocks cool and 10-year yields fall because of EU issues and China's deception and desperation. With the dollar winning, emerging markets quake. Meanwhile, back in mortgage land, rates barely shake. Now, the world of inflated assets cries for a whole lot of dovish exploits. For stocks to let go, they want a whole lot of doves. These views are my own. Go to tmspotlight.com to subscribe to my daily newsletter. Oh, good job, Les Parker and Gary Cantrabone on that segment. Love that. That's just so much fun. Love what they do each week. If you knew Les Parker, that song and Les Parker are not on the same page. But he did a great job of mixing in what's going on with the markets. Joe Farr, talk about markets. Look at the 10-year, what's happening today. Really interesting. It is. Significant. It's been a crazy morning. Yeah. It's all the coronavirus, you know, recent disclosures of the spread into Italy, South Korea, the Middle East has really spooked the market, and there's a major sell-off in the stock market. The Dow's down over a 1,000 points, and the beneficiary of that are government-guaranteed bonds. The 10-year is down like about quality. 11 basis points in yield. MBS prices are up significantly. Uh, you know, you got to look at, at coupons there, and the, the higher coupons aren't up quite as much as the lower one. In fact, uh, you know, just the difference between the price and the and the two and a half and the three is uh, is about double. So the three's up, you know, a quarter of a point, and the two and a half's up about a half a point. So yeah, it's just a big shift into high quality, safe assets. And, yep. You know, all this is playing as I mentioned on the markets today. There's a growing expectation for a Fed rate cut as a result of the concerns that the coronavirus may have on the on the overall global and and certainly the U.S. economy. So, you know, that's today. But you know, last week was a lot of the <laughs> same, not not near as much. Uh, yeah. U.S. prices improved, 
they were up another 33 basis points or so. Prices are down. It was down 400 points. And again, it's largely driven by concerns about the coronavirus. The economic data that came out last week had a little, had little effect. The PPI inflation, producer price inflation number, came in higher than expected, but it's still very low. The Philly Fed manufacturing index was better than expected. The housing market data was pretty good, actually. The housing yeah. starts in January beat expectations. The sales of previously owned homes remain strong, and and the builder home builder sentiment it fell just a little bit, but it's still pretty good. The minutes of the January meeting of the Fed were released last week, but really had no contained no surprises. So, looking at the rest of this week. Yeah, there's a lot of significant economic data to come out this week, but you know, Mark is going to remain focused on new reports and and the trends that are happening as a result of the, the virus and the risks associated with the virus and and what it's doing to investor analysis of safe and, and risky assets. The data to come out this week includes uh, core PCE, which uh, everyone needs to pay attention yep. to. It's uh, personal consumption important. expenditures. Yep, yeah, consumer and, and it's right. the consumer, and it's yep. the uh, you know it's the go-to inflation measure yep. for most people, including the Fed. So, and, and with the thought that the Fed may be interested in uh, cutting rates at its next meeting, uh, you know that that core PC number would need to remain low in order for the Fed to, to do that. Second estimate of the first quarter GDP is set to come out on Thursday along with durable orders. For the GDP estimate, uh, there's really no expectation for a change from the first estimate. I believe it's expected to show about a one point, uh, 2.1% annualized growth rate uh, for the fourth quarter. I'm sorry. Fourth uh, quarter of yeah. 2019, yeah. The consumer confidence number comes out tomorrow and consumer sentiment comes out on Friday. Both are expected to show small increases. And then uh, in the housing market data, more data comes out this week. The number that measures contracts signed in January to buy both new homes and existing previously owned homes, both are expected to have risen from December. So pretty strong housing data, low rates, just concern about stocks. Yeah. Yeah, well, it's got temporary. We're going to see this bounce back. The coronavirus will play itself out, and uh, at least hopefully, nothing too dramatic there. But the markets are reacting, and it creates volatility yeah. and uh, some opportunity for uh, another refinance wave going through. And I, I look at what this is doing for lenders. I mean, if you're not making money in this market, my gosh, what's going on? Anyway, great opportunity. Great opportunity. It's a good time to be in the mortgage well, but, industry, friend. But, you know, David, you, you, you take big movements like we've seen, and you think about what oh, yeah. it's doing to the secondary markets of the, of the companies out there. And, yeah. And, you know, uh, coverage that they took expecting loans to close. Maybe they're not going to close now because, you know, things yeah. have improved so much. The guys managing interest rate risk and interest rate volatility, my heart goes out to them. There's, there's, really? It is not an easy job. There is no question that this one's a... Is, it's going to be a challenge. It's going to continue to be so for a while. And then MSRs. Look, I mean, think about that, the runoff. And I, oh, I mean, yeah. what the potential that has to the balance sheets. A lot of companies, I, I'm going to tell you, that we have not seen the end of uh, what I believe could be very difficult times for independent mortgage bankers that are not hedging their uh, servicing risk, uh, the MSR risk, so on runoff. So but only the bigger boys do it. Everyone can. And uh Austin Tillman and David Stevens over there at our friends in Colorado do an awesome job of doing that, United Capital Markets. So anyway, 
Joe Farr, thanks so much for being here. Sure. Really do appreciate you. Scott Gordon has been providing for us the science of sales, and I'd like to get into that segment. Scott Gordon here with a bit of sales science. Last time, I gave you the three essential elements your story needs. Those elements should always lead to a worthy lesson, so your story has a truth or purpose. Remember, if there's no purpose, there's no story. Today, let's examine the first essential element your story needs, a relatable hero. Sounds cliche, but a relatable hero is necessary. It's hardwired into our DNA to respond to a story's hero. And what's important here is he must be relatable. One of the worst things you can do is create a hero that is unrelatable. Think Superman. Superman's popularity has struggled in the eyes of the public. Why? Because he's too perfect. His physical powers are godlike. But that's not what makes him unrelatable. It's his moral perfection. Think about it. Who wants to hang out with that guy? Nobody. We all want to be him, but we know we can't, so he's unrelatable. Give me Batman. That guy has some issues, but don't we all? That's the difference, and it shows. In recent decades, Superman has become more human, and his popularity has risen. The hero in your story can be you, or your company, or a customer. One of the most effective strategies is to combine these heroes. For example, tell a story to a borrower where the relatable hero is a borrower that is forced with a difficult situation that he or she must overcome, and it is only by your assistance that the borrower achieves his or her ultimate goal of home ownership. This dynamic will make your customers feel that, with your assistance, they can be the hero in their own story. If it sounds too good to be true, it's not. It's just the science of sales. Good job, Scott. Love the Science of Sales segment. Get a lot of feedback on that. Check out openmortgage.com. Alice Alvey, we have been missing her, and uh, she's not with us yet. Uh, we didn't want to talk a lot about it until we kind of got past this event, but Alice had some pretty major surgery. Uh, she's okay. A lot of you have written and said, where's Alice? We miss Alice, and we miss her too a lot. The good news is she's possibly going to be back next week with her first segment and i talked to her just before we got on the air she thanks everybody i uh, didn't want to say a lot about it she's very private about these things and we wanted to respect that but she is doing well doing really well and we're so grateful she's such a dear she and her husband are such dear friends of ours and so we're thrilled to know that alice will be back shortly. Bill Cosgrove and the team at Union Mortgage. Bill, I, I tell you, I look at, the, you, you really find out what leadership is about. And when I was at the IMB conference, Bill pulled me aside and he says, you know about Alice, what she's going through and, and all of that. And he says, we're, we're standing with her, Dave. She, we, she is a part of our family. I, I just, I love Bill Cosgrove for many, many reasons, but it's his commitment to his team, which is like his family. And that is what leadership is about. So Alice, we wish you continued recovery. You're working for a great company, for a great man, and looking forward to having you back and get your segments back. Alan Pollock, good to have you here with us on the Tech Update. I always love talking to Alan. Alan called me this last week. He's got some, usually got, he digs up some funny, hilarious something out there and uh, shares it with us. And then, but he's just a fountain of knowledge of what's going on in the world of tech. Good to have you here with us, friend. Mr. Lickin, what's happening? Yeah, man, we're doing well. It's good to be back from England. A lot of people wrote and says, where were you? Jolly old England. So it's back. Yeah. Got the time zone changed. It kind of adjusted everything. So we're back. What you got, Fred? Awesome. And 
Alice, I hope you have a fast recovery. Looking forward to seeing you back next week. We are not the same without you, so I just wanted to put that out there. Have you ever heard of the Silicon Valley history man? (laughs) No, I never. I haven't heard of that one. Yeah, you probably also (laughs) haven't heard of Larry Kessler. Well, he is the dude that invented cut, copy, and paste. And he just passed away. Yep, he's considered an early icon of uh, computing. He passed away at 74, and he, uh, he worked in Silicon Valley in the 60s. So Silicon wow. Valley goes way back. Those beautiful paved roads and the fancy flowers as you're driving in California that yeah. suddenly enter you into Silicon Valley. Yeah. yeah it's yeah. been around since the 60s. Wow. So anyway, he invented cut, copy, and paste, and he worked at Xerox, actually. And uh, Xerox just had a nice big tribute. Uh, he was born in the Bronx, 1945, and studied at Stanford University. So... He did go to a fancy college. However, he grew up in the Bronx, but back in the 60s, uh, I'm sorry, back in the 40s and 50s, I mean, the Bronx was the place to be, Brooklyn, the Bronx, you know New York, all the boroughs. But anyways, it just goes to show you in a world of so much craziness when computers were being invented and there's so much, right, they were going through transformation, one guy was able to make cut, copy, and paste. So there's a little yeah. inspiration for everybody today. So a couple awesome things today. Today's very simple. You know, there's a, there's a company that I talked about at the Digital Mortgage Conference, David. Their name is Brace, and they're a digital mortgage servicing platform. I love what they do. They just raised $10 million. It's their Series A funding. It was led by Point72 Ventures. And, and really what they've done here is they're implementing all of their technology so that they can just continue to drive innovation and improve this platform. If you remember, they enable mortgage servicers to react promptly, and what they do is they deliver events quickly to borrowers before they become delinquent. So they figure out with all the data and all of the modeling, will they become delinquent or are they on the path to, and they then help the borrower and they work with them. They save a lot of money in the process we've done today. They prevent default from occurring. Anyways, they're continuing to build out this platform. So Love the concept, love that small niche that they have. Servicing tech is an area where we still got to spend more money and we need more innovation. <laughs> so you want to check yep. that out. Just Google it. Good. The, the, Brace. Yeah, the rest of today's content, I want to talk about Stratmore. So everybody knows Garth Graham, right? He speaks. He's, he's great at it. He had a fantastic presentation back at Digital. Well, they just came out with their latest insights report, it's titled User Adoption is the Key to Success within, a dig- within Digital Mortgage Technology. And, you know, they've been tracking this for, for five years now, and they've been talking about this rapid pace we've been moving. And they basically did a survey. You can see the results online. You also can pay for the survey. It's always fantastic content, very thorough. And ultimately, you know, there was two areas Garth pointed out in, in the article leading into the study and the first one is, is that, you know, lenders have been spending a lot of money. And like, are we getting the ROI? And we've talked about this. Well, first right. is that they're spending money in communication with borrowers, CRM, and they're also spending money in point of sale. And not everybody necessarily is getting the, the kickback, the ROI that they thought they were going to get. But here's what's interesting. Of all those mortgage lenders that spent the money, mortgage technology accounts for less than 9% for large independent mortgage banks, mid-size hmm. independents spend less than 5% of their total outlay. 
And if you look at, you know, generally across, large banks have the biggest amount of spend, and it's only 16%. So really, wow. when, you, when you look what really? Garth, with Garth in, in the survey saying is we're not spending as much as we probably could. However, we're not seeing the ROI. And why are we not getting that ROI is what he leads to. You know, he's leading to it because we're not working well with what is it we've talked about in the past couple of weeks? Adoption. Yep. Change. Right, the ability to train and help build not only the technology but the acceptance of the technology. Here's a quote, by the way, that, that Garth put out there. He said, they also increasingly invest in technology to make the process better and to improve the borrower experience. And yet, if lenders cannot get their loan officers to change, digital mortgage adoption lags along with the technology ROI. That's so, so important because we need to make sure that we empower our loan officers who have been trained to do something their own way and they feel that they're successful in their own way, the tools that we need to help them adopt and slowly conform to ways that are going to make them better. And unless we do that, if we just build and release, build and release, we're never going to get there correctly. And then it's, we're just going to look at technology as non-technical people and say it doesn't work. It's too much, it requires too much change. That's not the way I, I do lending. And so we need to help train people the human aspect of how humans and technologies interact beyond us technical folks. We got to start working there. So if in your plans, you haven't thought about that aspect of it, and even understanding how the end user, the borrowers interact with all that technology, you want to definitely start thinking there, the behavioral science of how we interact with technology. More to think about in the upcoming weeks, David, but extremely, extremely relevant as we continue to spend money in our technology yeah. endeavors. Very interesting. Garth does a great job. They, he really does. This, the study is something people should be looking at and acquiring. That's interesting, though, that, we're, that independents are spending not as much. I, you, you hear everyone grousing about how much they're spending in technology, but that, that, those percentages sound low. But maybe it's a good thing and understandable because the ROI just doesn't seem to be quite there. I want to dive into that one a lot more when we're together. Uh, looking forward to it. I'm going to be at the Lenders One Conference broadcasting live next week. And uh, hopefully get a chance to have you swing by the table when we're doing our podcast in the morning. And uh, love it. So appreciate it. Alan, thanks so much for bringing us this week's tech update. Talking about everything technology. Appreciate Thank you, you. Talk to you. See you in your home state later uh, or over the weekend and this, this next week. So I should say, Letters One uh, Winter Conference is coming up. The TMC's Winter Conference was in New Orleans a week or so ago, uh, last week actually. And uh, so we got the, uh, while I was in England, did get a chance to attend it. But we are going to be at the Winter's Conference and the Winter Conference for Lenders One. Uh, Finastra, great company. We encourage you to go check out the website, our website. Look at Unlending, take a look at what you can do and some of the testimonies that we're collecting from actual users of Finastra's mortgage bot mobile solution. Very powerful technology, how you can brand it around yourself. So check out the website, look at Unlending. And also, while you're there, consider advertising with us. Andy Shell, the profit doctor, normally would be joining us, but he lost his voice and he said he couldn't talk. So we're going to let him go away and get his voice back. Definitely having, and he's getting his PhD in communications. See, there you go. Start getting a PhD in communications. He already has PhD in 
whatever the heck it was, information management or whatever. Anyway, and uh, I think it was just um, management. And um, now he's got his PhD in communications and he lost his voice. It cracks me up. But anyway, Andy, we wish you a speedy recovery. Check out all of his content on our website as well. Go back and listen to all the words of wisdom that he shares on our website. You can see it in the menu dropdowns, Andy Shell, and all the stuff, as well as each one of our regular contributors each and every week. That ends this week's update, the mortgage update. And if you're listening live, you can just stay right here. We're going to get into the hot topic segment. If you're listening on a downloaded basis, just stay right on. Keep on clicking on to the next podcast because what we're about ready to listen to live is going to be in the next segment of the hot topic. Before I go, I just want to say a special thank you to our sponsors. Thank you for them for making this podcast possible. And there's a long list. And if you want to join this list, come on. Get a hold of us. Go to the website or get a hold of Paul. All the contact information is on the website. Black Knight, Open Mortgage, Finastra, the MBA, Lenders One, the Mortgage Collaborative, the CMLA, as well as Indicom, Ainsworth Advisors, KnowledgeCoop, Mobility RE, Celebrity Home Loans, Velma, Vidyard, Vendor Surf, AI Assist, and our new sponsor, Incelerate. Yes, Josh at Incelerate. So excited about having him on. Thank you for listening, everybody. Appreciate you. Look forward to having you back here next week. And tell your friends and associates about this podcast. If you find it interesting, share it. That's how we've grown. It's over a half a million strong enlisters. Thank you. Appreciate you all. Have a blessed one. Bye. You've been listening to Lickin' on Lending, a weekly mortgage market update with your host, David Lickin' of Transformational Mortgage Solutions. Join us next week, and thanks for listening. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.